What's up, podcast? Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepot Newer Show. I'm your host, T.L. Weedman, and today we're going to talk about not just business and the cannabis industry or cannabis business, but business in general, motivation in general. Today, I'm going to talk about why the cannabis industry, I believe, is one of the best industries to start a business in. Now, there's going to be some others, and I'm going to compare it to these other industries as well because they're definitely comparable. But why is the cannabis industry one of the greatest industries to start a business in now? I'm going to explain it in today's episode of the Entrepreneur Show. Let's get into it. Let's face it. Starting a business is tough, but then when you get into highly regulated industries such as the cannabis industry and unfavorable federal laws and unfavorable banking laws, it kind of starts to make people wonder why someone would start a business in the cannabis industry anyways. And the reason is looking into the future. It's not about money right now. Is there money to be made right now? Yes, there is. But let's be completely honest. The bulk of the money isn't to be made right now. The bulk of the money is to be made 10, 15, 20, 30 years in the future. And now, let me explain why. Let's reverse back into time just a little bit, okay? Back when the prohibition days were going on, back when alcohol was illegal, they had... People making money off of illegal alcohol, just like they did people with illegal cannabis. So once uh, legal alcohol, once, you know, they dropped prohibition or got rid of prohibition and alcohol was legal, there were so many different brands of not just alcohol, but let's, let's even say beer. There were so many different beer companies. There were so many different kinds and different brands of beer. Then what happened? A lot of those brands either went away or they're still there, but the companies were consolidated. I see the same thing happening in the future. Whereas one company such as maybe Anheuser-Busch may own three, four, five, six, eight different brands of beer and maybe other hard alcohol or whatnot. It's the same thing with alcohol or the same thing with cannabis right now. It's going to be tough. Everybody's going to be fighting. But once federal law supports what's going on in a lot of the states and what the majority of the United States, the people in the United States want, once that happens, what you're going to see is, A, you're going to see an explosive growth of new brands trying to reach the market, which will be tough because there will already be brands that are ahead of them. Like now, for instance, try, you know, starting a car company would be very hard. It's not going to be as hard as that, but it would be hard. So picture the same thing. Picture all these other companies that have been operating for years under these crazy laws. And then now they're legal. So what's going to end up happening is there's going to be two types of businesses. There's going to be the businesses that are the powerhouses that are wanting to go around and buy up all of the brands that have any clout that that they can do anything with and then there's going to be those brands that are either going to go out of business or they're going to be sold so that's where i feel that the cannabis industry is very important and why it's one of the best industries to get into and here's the key 
There's still so much time to screw up. Start over. Build something new. You could even screw up again. Start over. Build something new and still be coming out winning. That's the thing about the cannabis industry is it's still so new that it's it's it is still so new that there's so much time that you can mess up and still turn around and become successful. For instance, if you tried to start a car company now and even if you did get the money somehow some way, you only really have one shot. If you screw that up, you're not going to be able to start again. Or should I say it'll be way tougher to start again. So think about that. And of course, there's some other new and emerging industries that are similar. AI, for instance. AI is still so new that you can screw up so many times and still be a successful business and be a leading company in the industry. That's what's great about these industries. And I'm going to explain why this time is so great. And I'm going to do it in this next segment. There's no doubt that people like to rush things. And when in rushing things, you're going to essentially forget things or mess things up. You could take a couple of different options while opening a, a business in the cannabis industry at this point. One, you can just start kind of opening businesses and see what flies. Or, and then of course, take your learning lessons. Maybe you open something, it doesn't work, you try something new. Um, of course, that's not the best way to go at it. It kind of sounds like you're shooting in the dark, but of course, you want to have a business plan and such like that. The, the important thing that I'm getting to is you can also take the time to sit back and see what people are doing wrong. Find out from the people in the industry, or should I say, find out from the consumers, the people that you're going to be serving, what businesses they like because they're doing right and what businesses they don't like because of what they're doing wrong. When you know what people like and when you know what they don't like, those are the two best things. One, knowing what they like is a good thing, but it's a very good upper hand to know what they don't like either. So you look at that, you figure that out, and you see what's working. That's why I'm saying there's so much time. You've got so much time that you can plan right now. You can see what's working in Colorado and what isn't. I promise you, the same thing that's working in Colorado is not necessarily the same thing that's working in California or the same thing that's working in Washington State or the same thing that's going to be working in Illinois. It's, it's not. So each state is going to have their little quirks. Each state is going to have their businesses that are making moves and doing things. Some of the things that they're doing are going to be similar. Some of the things that they're doing are not. So you need to find out what each business or what businesses that are in the field that you want to. In other words, don't see what pipe shops are doing if you want to start a cannabis club or if you want to, better yet, if you want to start a dispensary or a grow. And I'm going to get into, in the next segment, what businesses in the industry I feel have the potential for the most growth. But of course, that's going to be in the next segment. The thing that I want to focus on now is the fact that you have plenty of time that this does not need to be rushed. So many people are like, oh no, it's, it, it, uh, you know, cannabis is coming to my area. I want to be the first. No, you don't. Although the first sounds great, 
you're under a microscope if you're the first. They're picking you apart if you're the first. Sometimes the city or the counties or the states or the municipalities are going to pick on you or they're going to be harsher on you if you're first. So being first, yes, can be good. In some instances, it can't. And in a lot of instances, it can't. But it can also be something that could just essentially stab yourself in the back. So don't necessarily reach or strive to be first. Would you rather be the best and open three months, six months, a year later and and be the best and be around for 20 or 30 years? Or would you rather be first and maybe be gone within the first or second year? I know that opening iBake Denver and being the first recreational cannabis club in the city uh, 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 in the city of Denver, being the first recreational cannabis club uh, in Colorado, in the United States, we had a big eye on us. We had news interviews, radio interviews, newspaper interviews, NBC Nightline coming out, all this stuff going on from all over the United States and different parts of the world. You're talking about a serious microscope for being the first. Now, that's not necessarily going to come around or be as big for the, for the first cannabis club in Illinois, for instance, but it's still going to be a lot of pressure within Illinois. So that's something that you have to think about. Is it worth the pressure? Is, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, that's, that's, it, it, that's what I'm talking about. Is there enough weed left in that roach to hit that? Or are you just going to get a paper hit, you know? Think about that when going into this. Be strong, but the, the person who has the most information, the most correct information, and can make the best decisions based on that information and the most reliable information, those are going to be the people that are winning. It's not going to be necessarily the people who are first. Now, before I finish today's episode off, I want to give you my thoughts and my opinion on what businesses within the industry I believe are going to be some of the best that you can get into. And I'm going to give, you know, some substantiating facts to kind of support this. Now, we all know that history is kind of deemed to repeat itself in some aspects with that thought in mind. It goes back to what I just explained or what I explained at the beginning of the episode about beer and about uh, companies in, in Prohibition and now, or should I say after Prohibition and now. So it comes down to this. The companies that created brands that had staying power are the companies that or at least are the brands that are still alive today. Those companies may not be alive today. They may have gotten bought out, the original ones, but those brands are still alive today. Anheuser-Busch, um, Schlitz beer or whatever, uh, Paps beer, that's an older one. Um, I know that there's quite a few of them. So here's the thoughts on this. 
people can open cannabis clubs, and I feel that on the entertainment side of things, that cannabis clubs are very much untapped and that uh, are probably one of the hidden gems in the industry right now. And I did speak about that in an episode uh, a couple episodes ago, so make sure, and, and if you missed it, go check that out. Um, but the thing is, is, is while those are going to be hidden gems, you also think about nightclubs and... There's very few nightclubs, especially if you just think about ones in your hometown. There's very few nightclubs that have been there since you were 18, 19 years old and are still there when you're 30 or 40 or 50 years old. They usually come and go. They're there for a couple of years and they go. There's a good possibility that in the cannabis industry, um, there's going to be ones with staying power, but then there's also going to be the ones that go. And what it all comes down to is this. Um, if you build a brand, for instance, if you grow and create your own strain or you put together a growing team in, in a business and you create your own strain and you do everything you have to do to, to document and, and, and basically, uh, package up your intellectual property. So it's a brand and it's, uh, it, it's got a trademark and you package it as intellectual property. One, you can license that to other states. So, for instance, if you're wondering how there could be, we'll just use, and I don't think there is, but we'll use this as an A for instance, Burner's Cookies. I know that they're open, getting ready to open in other states, but they're not currently there yet. So what he's doing is he's basically licensing the cookies name and licensing the 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 intellectual property that he put together of basically how to grow it, how to cure it, the genetics, um, and a link to those genetics. Like So, so they're going to be providing him with the genetics and then how to grow it, the system. You're going to have to follow a step-by-step process. When you do this, when you document this all and, and, and you, you put it together with your lawyers as as a process, as your intellectual property, then you own it and you can license it, you can sell it, um, stuff like that. So by, by creating your own strain, and I'm not just saying breeding and doing that, I'm talking about creating a business and getting the lawyers involved and you create a business and you create a strain, a brand for you, that is good, okay? That is great and that is something that that if you grow big enough, when the laws are lifted federally and it's open, one, you could have the cash, if you did things right, to start buying other powerful brands or other brands that you feel you can revive. If you're, you don't have the cash on hand, but you're one of those good brands, there's a good possibility that a company is going to come by and say, yo, I've got the money. I want to buy your brand. So you have staying power in building a brand like that. Okay, anybody can reach out to a company in China. Anybody can have their own certain type of vape pens made. Anybody can say that they're different when they're all made with damn near the same type of parts unless you actually go in and pick and choose which ones you want, which you can do. But those vaporizers are definitely higher priced. Okay, it's the same type of thing. You can create a brand and a process for hash, whether it's uh, 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 rosin press or whether it's shatter butane extraction, CO2 extraction, water extraction. You can create a process and you can trademark and, and patent and, and, and copyright that process. 
Okay, and when you do that, you now have intellectual property that you can then license and sell to other businesses. So by creating a strain of flour or by by creating a, a brand of flour or a brand of hash or a brand of edible, you actually have staying power to where you can become a nationally or a national or global company when federal laws are lifted and it's just normal that's where you have your staying power your staying power is not necessarily in a dispensary because here's the thing when the laws open up the dispensaries are going to be buying from brands basically a dispensary is going to be a liquor store a liquor store doesn't stock their own brand a liquor store stocks everybody else's. Well, liquor stores come and go. Now, are liquor stores profitable businesses? Heck yeah, they are. Are uh, dispensaries going to be profitable businesses? Hell yeah, when the laws change and they don't have to pay everything that they normally would write off in taxes like every other business, yes, they'll be very profitable. Some of them are now, but they'll be very profitable. So dispensaries are going to become more profitable. They're probably going to be a little bit easier to get. It's going to be more similar to a liquor license. But then the processing, the manufacturing, and all of that, whether it's a hash company, an edible company, those are also businesses that have staying power. So when you're thinking about getting in it, into the cannabis industry, don't just think about uh, don't just think about what any type of business. Think about a business that has staying power because a lot of businesses may be good businesses now, but they're not going to have staying power. In 20 years, an internet radio station for cannabis is just not going to have any staying power. The fact that it's illegal in places and people are talking about it and sharing it and sharing experiences and document it, documenting it. I've been doing that for 10 years for cannabis, okay? People like that. But when it's mainstream, you don't see people doing it all the time for alcohol. Yes, there's going to be some. Yes, there's going to be some funny people doing cool stuff. Of course. But it's not going to be everything that it is now. So don't think about tying up the next two or three years into something that five years down the road is just going to be obsolete. Think about where you're going to fit your, in your niche in the industry that has staying power 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for checking out the Entrepreneur Show. I'm TL Weedman, and I just want to thank you very much for checking out the podcast. If it brought you any value at all, I'd like to ask you to please consider sharing it with people that you feel it will bring value to as well. Again, thank you for your support. I'm doing a 50-state tour when I hit 50,000 followers on Instagram. We should be hitting 40,000 today, so make sure you check me out on Instagram at tl underscore weed man that's at tl underscore weed man you can check me out also when i'm on tour i'm still going to be doing the entrepreneur show i'm going to be meeting up with patrons so if you're interested you can join my you can become a patron uh through my patreon account and when i'm in your city or a city near you come to the meetup come check it out autographs photos i might even go ahead and do a live podcast there or create some clips for a podcast thank you very much again 
Remember, all social media is at TL underscore weed man, except for Snapchat. That's at TL underscore weed. I appreciate you. Subscribe to the podcast so you can get more value and share it with your friends. Have a great day. Fire it up.